welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest. It is another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. The applause is in again. That must mean my co-host Paul Hornstein is on the other end of the line. Paul Hornstein, how are you this evening on Long Island, New York? How do you know they're cheering for me? They could be cheering for you. No, I, I think that was you. They knew you were coming on board, and they said, we got we to gotta pipe up and let, I don't let know. the man on Long Island know that we're here and ready. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> how are you, my friend? Oh, uh, good. Been a, a couple of crazy weeks here but uh you know aren't they all when you when you think about it you always think they're crazy and 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 and, and out of control but uh you know day by day and uh you know um, some stuff that uh, i had planned on this weekend uh, or this week coming up uh got uh thrown out of whack but uh, it happens you know <laughs> I hear you. Well, well, the coronavirus has taken over everything, but it hasn't taken over College Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is Scott Strandy live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein, as I said, out on Long Island, New York. Paul, lots of things going on in the college hockey world, especially in the desert southwest, as, as our Sun Devils uh, remain on the off week slash spring break slash waiting period, whatever you want to call it. They're not playing hockey yet, but I want to start tonight, Paul. By, yeah, absolutely. I want to start tonight by saying one thing. A, a tweet came out today from Sun Devil Hockey. It said regular season wins from 2018 to 2020, and it lists some pretty um, stellar hockey programs. Let's start with Minnesota State, 56 wins in that time frame. UMass, 47. Quinnipiac, 46. Clarkson, 45. North Dakota, 44. The UMD Bulldogs, 43, and the Arizona State Sun Devils, 43 wins from 2018 to 2020. Um, your thoughts on that? Did I just leave that hang for a minute? Well, listen, it is no question about the fact that that is elite company. Uh, I'm sure the people that follow uh, the program you said that have 44 wins would uh, probably be uh, – Ready to do hurtful things to themselves if 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 <laughs> if ASU had one more win and it was forty four or you know I forbid forty five they would be looking to hurt themselves because you know can't have that no Surrey Bob <laughs> can't have those newbies in there and if exactly. you think I'm if you think I'm kidding don't because um. There are a couple of fan bases, and we're not really going to get into it here uh, because it's not the time and it's not the place, um, that really, really do not like 
the fact that ASU has a program, let alone the fact that it's had two consecutive seasons of 20 wins and could have back-to-back NCAA tournament bids. And uh, let's just say uh, those programs that we're talking about are a couple of blue blood programs. And uh, uh, they are not happy at all. All. Uh, why I don't know, but you'd have to ask them and their egos. I don't know. I hear you. Well, shout and out. You to know Coach which two I'm talking about, right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, I do. Um, shout out to Coach Greg Powers and the fact that he's been able to amass 43 wins in uh, just a couple of seasons, and uh, right now on the verge of another NCAA tournament bid. We won't know that officially, Paul, until the 22nd of March when we have the uh, Selection Sunday show. I believe it's right. 4 p.m. Um, Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time, whatever we're on right um, now. I, I think in Arizona. 4 p.m. Arizona time. So uh, okay, I'm let's go sure with that. 7 o'clock on the East Coast. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll <laughs> dig that. I'll dig that. Because I, uh, I think that's the way you kind of need to do this because this time change or lack of time change <laughs> – Seems to have really thrown you off in the last couple of weeks. So oh, it's messed um, me up big time. I have no idea whether I'm coming or going, but if, if you talk to my wife, she'll tell you that's probably a, a normal thing anyway, is that I don't know whether I'm coming or going. But um, So anyway, we don't know for sure if they're in. Last time I looked at the pairwise, there's still a 96% prob- 96% probability that they will be a NCAA team. They're holding down the number 13 spot, I believe, right now. They if, are. Uh, here's here's the question I have though, and, and and maybe shame on me for not delving into it a little bit more. Um, but I don't. When they talk about having a quote unquote ninety three percent chance, is that including the number sixteen spot? Because if it is, then it's not quite accurate. Whether we like to no, believe I, that or not, it's not yeah. quite accurate. If that's the case. I don't know. I don't want to say it is or it isn't because I'm not sure. And like I said, bad on me probably for not looking into it. Um, because honestly, you have to finish in the top 15. That 16th yeah. spot is going to go to the Atlantic Hockey Tournament winner. And that's automatic bid. So you have to be in the top 15, not 16. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I would hope that the pairwise figured, has figured that out and has figured that in. But um, as of right now, we are hoping tonight to have uh, Leanne Blinn, the strength and conditioning coach. I have not been able to confirm today with Leanne. I'm just hoping that uh, Mitch <laughs> Cheryl has been able to reach her and confirm. Uh, we did reach out a couple different times. As I said, the Sun Devils did not practice or did not have media availability today. The, uh, the guys have been doing a little bit of everything from paintball on the weekend to, to doing a little uh, water time out at the lake and doing a little tennis. I understand they've done a little bit of everything, but as I started uh, to talk, what I was leading into Paul was an announcement was made um, on March 4th that the uh, Arizona state Sun Devils would be having their first ever uh, alumni game as a prep game, basically for the potential NCAA tournament appearance. It's going to be played on Saturday, March 21st at five o'clock at the uh, friendly confines of Oceanside Ice Arena. They're going to sell tickets. They will be available to the general public. Uh, They were, I should say, as of Thursday, March 5th. And, uh, you know, they've given out a little bit of the lineup. I know they've been working on 
on uh, fulfilling a full lineup. And a couple of things we do know is that last year's NCAA tournament team is going to bring at least two players back in Dylan right. Holman and Anthony Croston, as well right. as uh, Robbie Bellargian from the 24th or from the, uh, the team previous. Yep. And um, right now they do have commits from four more players from the uh, 2014 ACHA national championship team. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm really interested in, in, in getting some stories from those guys because, uh, you know, we hear a lot, obviously, from the people around the program now. Uh, I would really like to hear some some thoughts and some stories uh, from those guys. And I'm sure that folks, you know, that are closer to the program you know, have, have heard some of these stories. But I don't think most of the general public has. So I would be interested in hearing their stories, uh, not just from playing, but afterwards when the a jump was announced to NCAA. So hopefully uh, we'll, somebody will get a chance to ask those questions. And by yeah, somebody, I mean you. Um, <laughs> Let, let's keep our fingers crossed that something yeah. good's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so um, – so it, it, it'll be very interesting to get a take from those guys. Um, Coach Powers has said in the past that some of those guys uh, turned down uh, money from other schools, and I don't mean money as in cash. I mean scholarship money, et cetera, et cetera, however that works, uh, to go play and pay to play at ASU. Uh, so uh, they definitely will have a unique perspective on – what it means to have had the team jump to the NCAA ranks. So hopefully uh, everything works out and get a chance to, to hear from those guys. Well, as we said, that's uh, the 21st of March. And then um, the, the men's hockey selection show is scheduled for uh, Sunday, March 22nd, 4 PM uh, on ESPNU. And the Sun Devils will be looking to uh, Lock up their second straight tournament bid, which, you know, I mean, if you'd have told any of us, Paul, when they started this thing about five years ago that um, they would be going to two NCAA tournaments, they probably would have laughed us out of the building. But, in fact, they, they are on the verge of that. Um, a couple other things regarding the alumni team. First of all, Coach Powers is going to coach that alumni team, and that's, and that's okay. kind of interesting. It's going to consist of three 20-minute periods, just like a regular game. They're going to have the same ice cuts and – trying to sim simulate a real game to, so they can best prepare for the NCAA tournament. Here's where the fun begins. Guess well, who the well, starting goaltender is? I'm assuming it's not Coach Powers. No, not Coach Powers. How about volunteer assistant coach Eddie Lapp putting on the pads against the guys he's been coaching all year? Well, he, he, I'm sure that uh, – that, uh, those guys are already trying to figure out how to beat him. Uh, <laughs> if they haven't been doing it all year. Um, I, I don't know where he is in his rehab, uh, Eddie Lack, but obviously he got clearance from whoever he needs to get clearance to play, uh, or he wouldn't be doing it, uh, which means at least uh, they believe his rehab has uh, progressed enough where he could play in, in a game like this. Uh, so good for him. Uh, good for because uh, I would imagine the other alumni goalies uh, that they could have uh, playing in this game. One of them I don't think is available. 
And um, I don't know about the others. I don't know what they're doing. So, uh, you know, they, ASU's had a, a few goalies over the years in this. And the thing that kind of gets to me is, you know, they're now in a situation where they have a chunk of alumni to play in an alumni game. Yeah, how fun guys, is that after and, just five years? <laughs> and, and and guys that played at a high level, too. So, um, you know, well, that's that's an interesting development, too. And, and kind of off the Sun Devil track, but speaking of alumni games, we had an exciting uh, alumni game on Oceanside Ice uh, Sunday where the uh, Coyotes alumni team, which included uh, former Captain Shane Doan and Ray Whitney and um, Kale Halsey and um, – there were there a number of, uh, of players that came back out. Greg Adams, the uh, pride and joy of NAU, was scored twice, I think. And Zabinik McCulloch scored. Uh, and, and the game winner went to Lindsey Fry from Shane Doan. So nice. how cool is that? That's awesome. Now, the other thing I, I kind of wish, it, with Whitney being there, I kind of wish they, uh, those guys were mic'd up and there was a recording of it somewhere because I'm sure that uh... – there might have been a few words spoken across party lines there. Well, you know where I sit, right, For the in the yeah. press box. I was in my I familiar spot under the rafter, and I can tell you that, uh, that there was a lot of good-natured ribbing going on. I know on Donor's first uh, – one of his first shifts, uh, he, he wasn't back-checking strong enough, and, and uh, the guys were giving it to him. They're like, come on, man, you can't just be in an alumni game and not back-check. This isn't going to work. Uh, Ray Whitney took the puck in and was doing his wizardry on skates, as I like to call it. And by the way, I think Ray Whitney could probably still play in the NHL. But he was dancing yeah. around inside the zone. And right when he went to shoot, completely lost his balance. And right on his rear end, and it got a huge roar from the crowd. They were playing the uh, Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. Right. So about 40, 40 girls were here, ladies were here. Uh, for that, and uh, and they included, you know, some Arizona natives. Uh, Katie McGovern and McKenna right. Newkirk were the captains, and you right. know, so there was a lot of a, a lot of fun ribbing as well. And like I said, Lindsey Fry sure. jumped on the right. alumni team to to battle them. So that was great. I had a chance to talk to Shane for a few minutes. If you haven't been to our YouTube page or you haven't been to our uh, website, um, I got about three and a half minutes with him. I didn't want to keep him too long because he was standing in skates and he'd already. Doing, he's already been doing the Shane Doan thing where he signed an autograph for everybody that was within 40 miles, I think. Uh, <laughs> so I just gave him a short break. But I wanted to find out a couple of things. I asked him if he'd been on the Oceanside Ice before. And he said back in 96, 97, and 97, 98, they used to practice there. I don't remember that. But they used to practice there for the Coyotes. So I thought that was pretty cool to, to hear that story. I and then the well. big thing. The one that we wanted to know, I asked him about another doan. I said, it's nice to see one doan on the ice, but are we getting another one in a pitchfork pretty soon? And his son, Josh, playing up in Chicago right now in the junior ranks, um, is uh, verbally committed to come to Arizona State down the road. I think it's two, maybe three years down the road before Josh gets here, but he's definitely keeping track of the Sun Devils and looking forward to being a Sun Devil. Well, listen, uh, you know, if you commit to a school, uh, sometimes things change. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, things stay the same. He, uh, I, I, you know, for lack of a better term, is hockey royalty uh, in the state. And, 
you know, it's uh, hopefully uh, the homecoming works out well for everybody. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 I can't, I don't want to comment obviously on, uh, on things because I haven't seen him play. You might have, but I haven't seen him play. So, well, it's uh, really hard when you're talking. When I saw him play as a 14 year old, I mean, how, how much can yeah, you I, get out I of 14 years old? <laughs> I get it. I just, you know, I, I totally understand it. Like I said, this is uh, part of trying to figure out this whole college hockey thing uh, from a recruiting standpoint, which is just so much different, so much different from from football and basketball. Uh, it's actually closer to what baseball is like uh, in terms of how they work the rosters. So, you know, sometimes guys commit and they stay in their junior team for an extra year. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, they don't come when they when they commit, and there's no way to really know until they either sign or don't sign or sign somewhere else. So, um, uh, Don's kid is uh, scheduled to start in the 21-22 school year, so you know that could end up staying that way, or he could switch it over and, and not start till 22. So, uh, so. So my question for you then, Paul, is, is, is he actually going to skate on Oceanside Ice as a, as a pitchfork Sun Devil, or is he going to be in a new building by that time? I have no idea. You tell me. Let's take a quick break, and let's uh, see if we've got Leanne coming on board. If we do have her, we're going to have her uh, a punch in on, uh, on line three and join us. Uh, if not, you and I will get back and talk a little about this recruiting class that was announced and, and we'll go okay. on and we'll see if we can get uh, Leanne Blinn uh, connected with us. So yeah, in we'll the meantime, yeah, hold on one second. Let's take a quick break. Let's hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back for you. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether celebrating an overtime game winner or relaxing by the pool after a long work day, find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Roger Klein's Tequila, Paul. That's, uh, that's definitely the way to go. We know it's been called Mexican Moonshine. We're waiting for that official name change to happen <laughs> on bottles and all that good stuff. I'm sure it's coming down the road. I want to give a shout-out to, to Roger Klein and the Peacemakers as well because they have jumped in and they have uh, – they have given us some music, which if you don't listen to Roger Klein of the Peacemaker, shame on you folks, because you should be. And second of all, an Arizona native and uh, has been gracious enough to, to give us some of his cuts uh, without the lyrics. So we've got a little play in and play out music that at our disposal. So shout out to Roger and the Peacemakers. Also a good time to shout out to uh, our renewed sponsor that we just did today over at M Drive. Um, Taylor Ford and the guys over there um, really like what we're doing with the uh, M Drive, what drives you, and 
decided to come on board. We got more exciting things coming this summer with uh, M Drive, so we're looking forward to that. All kinds yep. of good stuff happening. I want to get your thoughts though on the guys. I, I believe it was six, was it five or six guys that that signed on as new Sun Devils for the upcoming year. Uh, well, they they signed six at this point. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward uh, uh, to seeing this. What is at least at this point ranked a number five recruiting class, um, and and that that's number you know, there five are, in the country, folks. The country, that's yeah, no, five. absolutely. That's and, not in the uh, desert southwest. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and um, there's uh, some interesting names on there. And there, it is possible that they might add another player or two. Uh, however, you have uh, four forwards, a defenseman, and a goalie. Uh, some of those names I expected to see. Um, the 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 other there's there's a couple that I really didn't expect to see. Uh, the 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 big name guy Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, originally was uh, committed to go to the University of Denver and changed his mind and, 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 and came to ASU. And over the past couple of years, uh, you've seen uh, where you've seen people say, well, they got to get some more guys with logos next to their name and so forth and so on. And uh, O'Reilly will be one of those players. Uh, he was a fourth round, fourth round? Uh, yeah, I think it's a fourth round uh, picked by the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, in the 2018 draft. So, you know, that'll be one name with a, with a logo next to it. Uh, he played uh, on a Team USA for the World Junior 8 tournament in uh, challenge in, in uh, of all places, Bonneville, Alberta. Imagine uh, that. Where, yes. <laughs> no connection there, right? Um, right. Played, uh, played uh, three seasons in the USHL. And uh, been able to put the puck in the net on a fairly regular basis, and that can only help. Uh, the other guy that they got to change his commitment, or he decided—I shouldn't say they got him to do it. Uh, you know, who knows why they changed, but right. you know, they were able to do it. Uh, here's the name that uh, nobody kind of expected: Mike Manicelli. Mancinelli. Yes. It's actually probably pronounced as I look at it. Uh, Mancinelli, I know my uh, ancestors will be a little cranky at me for not saying that right the first time. Um, but uh, he played uh, also in the USHL for three seasons. Uh, he was originally supposed to go to play at North Dakota and, uh, you know, and, and changed his mind. So, you know, that's a, a – now listen, that just because they committed to those particular places uh, originally, who know? Like I said, who knows why they changed, but they did. Um, another forward, Matthew Copperud. Uh, hey, he, somebody he's from been, Dubuque. They got somebody yeah, from Dubuque on this team. Yeah, that's different. Imagine <laughs> that. And, and Matthew Copperud, I believe, has been a long time commit. I think he's verbally committed a while ago. Um, yeah. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but I believe so. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, one thing I want to mention real quickly before we get too far away from the, the other forwards is Ryan O'Reilly. He comes in at six foot three, two hundred and five pounds. Gotta love that for a defenseman. Uh, well, he's actually, you know, he's actually a forward. So 
Oh, I'm sorry, as a forward. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, as it's a forward, okay. because the first thing that I thought of Paul when I saw that was he's he's gonna be the replacement for Steen Pashnik. <laughs> he's gonna be that guy. Yeah, well come in and we're gonna lose Steener, we're gonna miss Steener, but we're gonna have a uh, a Ryan O'Reilly to fill in there and uh, hopefully he can fill those shoes because Steener left some big shoes to fill. Well, yeah, well they're gonna count on him to score some goals too, so um We'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, like I said, Caproot has been committed for a long time. Uh, he's been a pretty decent goal scorer in the last couple of years. Uh, another person out of the USHL, the Dubuque Fighting Saints. Um, Benjamin Eckerly is the fourth forward. Uh, he's been playing in Tri-City. Uh, he was here's the, here's the beauty of Benji, Paul, is he's another Northville, Michigan guy. So we got yeah, two of those yeah, coming well, into this class. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that some of this is connected, and I guess we'll find out eventually. Um, you know, he is, uh, you know, he was kind of a late, later verbal commit than, than some of these other guys, because uh, I remember seeing him announce his commitment about three or four months ago, uh, where the other guys, uh, except for O'Reilly, who changed at the last minute, have been committed for a while. Uh, the one defenseman, and they will probably uh, have a spot available for him to fight for. Uh, Carson Kosabud, uh, who is a Valley native that is kind of following the Demetrius Kumanzis uh, route where he went to Minnesota to play high school hockey and is going right. from there. Uh, he's been playing in the BCHL. Uh, so, you know, he will uh, – like I said, there will be some shoes to fill on defense going into next season, and we'll see what happens. Uh, the fifth and final guy uh, – I'm sorry, the sixth and final guy, uh, uh, the one goalie that is coming into uh, a Sun Devil uniform is the other guy with a logo next to his name, uh, Cole Brady, who's been committed for a while. Uh, was a draft pick in the fifth round by the New Jersey Devils this past year. So, um, and he's a big dude, at least height-wise. He's 6'5". Uh, right now, they have him listed at 175 pounds, and I don't think he'll stay that way. Uh, I don't think so do either. Get a, if we do <laughs> get a chance to get Leanne uh, to figure this out, uh, that's kind of some of the questions I had for her to, to, to see how they've, uh, been in touch with these recruits and, and, and how some of that has changed over the years where, uh, you know, in terms of what they give the players to do before they get here. Uh, right. but he was, like I said, he was picked by the New Jersey devils, uh, his two seasons in juniors, uh, he's had, a nine, 90% plus save percentage and goals against average of about 2.8. So uh, that's where you want to be. And uh, it'll uh, be very interesting because if he puts on 10 or 15 pounds, uh, you could see where uh, he could cover up a lot of net. Well, let me let me tell you this because uh, if Leanne is out there, I'm gonna just uh, give her a shout out on here to press the uh, number three call in button uh, on the app, and she will be able to join us. In the meantime, Paul, let's take one more quick break and let's okay. uh, 
let's hear from a sponsor and let's come right back and uh, we'll see if we can get Leanne on board with us. If not, we're going to come back and talk more Sun Devil Hockey because there's all kinds of stuff to talk about. Even while they wait, there's stuff happening around them that affects them. So we will be right back in just a minute. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Paul. As you know, I made a, a quick trip oh, to man. Vegas uh, last Friday. Uh, <laughs> left at 6 a.m., was home by 6 p.m., did a uh, quick preview of the uh, UNLV Rebels uh, who are on their way to the uh, ACHA National Tournament, Frisco, Texas, next week. And uh, got the boys together, a couple of boys and uh, the head coach over at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and enjoyed the fortress ourselves. Um, wow, I can't tell you how good that is. got to try it sometime. we got to get you down here and, and get you over to Vegas and, and give Jesse Ray's a try. I'm so jealous. I'm very, very <laughs> jealous. Um, I, 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 you know, I can't. Uh, at some point, you know, uh, at some point, I'll be close enough to get there. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully soon, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, just looking at the pictures, my mouth started to water. So, um, very, very jealous, and that's pretty much all I can say at this point because I don't really have anything. Uh, there's. Uh, um. Yeah. Yep. You made me speechless. So, because I want some ribs, <laughs> that, folks. Let me tell you, folks. Brisket. That is a very difficult thing to do. Uh, we brisket. don't have Leanne. We don't have Leanne yet. I think maybe uh, we're we're messed up on the time with Leanne. I think maybe she's thinking seven forty-five instead of six forty-five. And uh, eh, if that's okay. the case, that's my apologies that I wasn't able to get it uh, straightened out sooner. But. Paul and I still have a bunch of stuff to talk time about. Time zones, and, time zones. Yeah. Oh, oh, I wish, yeah. oh, God. I can't what a mess, right? It's a mess. I, I Listen, uh, you'll not find anybody that says we should still be changing clocks. Uh, I just, most people say one or the other. Uh, right. Can, 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 can we, we, we. Uh, personally, I prefer savings times because I want it to be lighter later. But me too. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't. But this is uh, a different discussion for a different day. Uh, you know, we don't do politics on this show uh, unless it's NCAA politics. And, oh boy, uh, <laughs> do we have to do those too, or can we do no, we don't. those all together? We don't. But you get the point. So, I do. I do. So. Okay, so while the Sun Devils have been waiting, there have been games being played around the, uh, the country, right? Um, it's right. playoff time almost everywhere else, and uh, you know teams have been jumping, coming back, jumping, coming back. Um, well, this is, we never this is kind of 
you know, just trying to use uh, the experience that we had from last year. Okay. Um, during that first week of conference tournament play last week, ASU bounced up and down a lot. Now, right. granted, they were in a much more solidified place, at least in my mind, uh, in retrospect than they are now. Uh, but it is what it is. And when I, when I look at certain things, and when I went into last week, I said, I can't watch every score of every game every five minutes because I'll make myself nuts. You're not alone there, my friend. Okay. So uh, did I look at the end of the night? Yeah, I did. Uh, did I check <laughs> the pairwise at the end of each night? Yes, I did. But the fact of the matter is I, I couldn't watch all the scores. And this weekend is kind of the same thing, uh, except that this weekend is basically the do or die weekend, which is weird to say for a team that's not playing. Um, but just my sense of it is based on last year that this is the weekend that will uh, ultimately decide uh, whether ASU stays in that top 15 or not. Right. So, you know, well, we, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I have the uh, the uh, pairwise predictor up from uh, College Hockey News. Shout out to them. Shout out to uh, Greg Cameron for all the hard work he does in the uh, the West for them. But as I look at their pairwise predictor, this one tells me it was last updated March 8th at 10:08 p.m. Uh, so what Sunday, Saturday night? March One 8th of the two. would be Sunday night. After that, Sunday. the uh, I believe the Bemidji State was playing in uh, the third game against uh, Lake Superior State. And okay. So, and that was really the game they were waiting for because that was uh, the one that most involved ASU. Okay, so, so so let me give you a quick rundown how the teams rank right now, and uh, I'll give you the top sixteen, and then we'll talk a little bit about the ones surrounding Arizona State. So right now, North Dakota, the number one ranked team in the pairwise, followed by Minnesota State, Cornell, Minnesota Duluth, Boston College, Denver, Penn State, Clarkson, UMass, Ohio State, Arizona State, number 11 in the pairwise right now. No. You, uh, this was March 8th. Right. This was March 8th. So unless they've done one after that, I'm, that's well, what I'm looking at. I'm reading what collegehockeynews.com has given me, Paul. Well, um, I, I, I U, UMass Lowell to, uh, update that. Okay, well, UMass Lowell, Michigan, Bemidji State, Quinnipiac, Minnesota. Yeah, that's I, I, the. I think, uh, I think you're a day behind. Okay, well, why am I? Why can't I update March eighth? That's the best it's given me uh, as I look on their that's app. Me. So uh, that's a uh, see. Don't look at the app. Look at the uh, actual website. Uh, so well, it's North Dakota. You're, you're not helping State. me now. You're not well, helping I'm me. Try if you let <laughs> North Dakota, right. Minnesota State, Cornell, Duluth, Denver, BC, Penn State at seven, okay. UMass eight. I got Clarkson. it. I got it. Okay. I got it. We got it. Okay. We found well, it. We found thanks. it. So let me rephrase that. North thanks. Dakota, Minnesota State, Cornell, Minnesota Duluth, Denver, Boston College, Penn State, UMass, Clarkson, 
Ohio State, UMass Lowell, Bemidji State, Arizona State, Michigan, Maine, Quinnipiac, and Minnesota. That gives us the top 17 right there. We, uh, we know only 16 are going to get in, but now let's talk about um, what could happen here, right? Michigan, scary, but if they get ousted, I think they're done, and they're already behind Arizona State, so I don't think they're climbing anymore. Uh, let's, yeah, well, and, they could. And technically, and t- yeah, I know. I'm saying if they lose. If oh, they well, lose. Yeah, if they lose, then you don't have to worry about it. And and the same thing with Bemidji State. Arizona State and Bemidji State are technically tied at 47 in the uh, the pairwise. Um, uh, that is razor thin right there because the right. difference is 0.0003. Oh, don't even talk and, like that. Well, listen, <laughs> remember when Minnesota Duluth won their first of back-to-back national championships, uh, it was point. Zero zero <laughs> zero one was the difference between them and whatever team they just edged out. So, right. Uh, but but anyway, uh, here's the deal with Bemidji State, folks. In order for them to win their tournament, they're going to have to beat the uh, number two team in the country, which is Minnesota State. Um, I'm here to tell you, if they do that in Mankato, I will tip my hat to them because. That is going to be a hard task um, at Minnesota State when they're playing for a championship because they haven't fared very well in the uh, NCAA tournament uh, every time they make it. Minnesota State, I'm talking about. So they like to lock up championships. They got the regular season, a WCHA championship. They like to wrap up the tournament as well, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if uh, they take care of business. Um, and, and that would hurt Bemidji State immensely, obviously. Um, well, UMass let's, Lowell, let's, I'm not so sure it. on them either. Hold on, let's 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 face it. Let's uh, if if we're if we're picking out who we're going to root for, since we uh, you know or, or who winning and losing benefits ASU. Uh, they're playing best two out of three at home against Bowling Green, and obviously, if you're an ASU fan, uh, you'd love to you want to see Bowling Green win that series. Because right. that would that would pretty much knock Bemidji State out of the tournament altogether. Yeah. Tournament altogether. Um, is that likely? I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't no, think that's but, why I'm saying. But you know what? This is why you play, right? This is not a. Yep. Uh, this is why you play. Uh, they reseed after the. This is the team that finished uh, fifth in their league. So. Uh, it's not like they were at the bottom. Well, they're number but, one in the in the pairwise right now, or number twenty-one in the pairwise right now. So Bowling Green, I mean, so they're yeah, no so slouch. I mean, it's not. They're not a slouch, right? I mean, could it ha- Could it happen? Sure. Is it likely to happen? Probably not. But if you're an ASU fan, what you don't want to see is a sweep by Bemidji. Yes, exactly. You, you, you want to see Bowling Green win two out of three. But what you really don't want is a sweep by Bemidji. So, okay. So currently, Bemidji is sitting in the 12 spot. Arizona State at 13. Now that brings the teams behind us. Who who could move up the ladder? Michigan is uh, at number 14, right behind Arizona State. You'd like to see them be eliminated right now, here and now, and uh, well, and get them out of the way. The, let's just get to the Big Ten since that's the simplest. 
At this yeah. point, you're looking for a Penn State win this weekend and an Ohio State win. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. That knocks Minnesota out of the tournament, and that probably knocks Michigan out of the way uh, enough to not have them jump past ASU. If Michigan or Minnesota wins one of those games this weekend, that's really going to put a crimp in the ASU style, uh, especially if Minnesota wins. Uh, I mean, if Michigan wins because they're right behind ASU. So yes. yeah, really, uh, the, the fact of the matter is that's a no-brainer. That's Penn State and Ohio State all the way if you are an ASU fan. All right. So then, uh, then we look at Maine. Maine is uh, number 15 right now, and uh, that would be technically the last team in because the, the Atlantic group is going to get somebody. The champion is going to get in for that 16 spot. So Maine and Quinnipiac, um, well, let's look at this quickly. Michigan, Maine, Quinnipiac, Minnesota. I've, and right. maybe Western Michigan, I doubt it, but it's it's Michigan, Maine, Quinnipiac, Minnesota, Western Michigan, all fighting for basically two spots. Um, assuming that Arizona State stays put at thirteen, then it would be one of those um, five teams trying to get two spots, which means three would be out. If you played it right now, that would mean Western Michigan, Minnesota, and Quinnipiac would be out. Well, so, first of all, if, if Western Michigan uh, gets through that gauntlet in the NCAC, no. I, I didn't say they would. I said <laughs> if they did, you would have to tip your cap to them because they'd be beating any combination of Denver, Duluth, and North Dakota on the road or not at home. And, you know, what else could you do other than uh, tip your cap to a run like, uh, you know, a two or three game stretch like that. Um, you know, uh, will they probably beat St. Cloud this weekend in uh, best two out of three? Yeah, prob uh, probably. Um, but then you would have to play likely North Dakota. I mean, because you can't see a scenario where Colorado College wins two out of three at North Dakota. Yeah. No, I, I mean, can't see it. Once again, uh, no, no, you you don't think it's going to happen, but anything could happen. But sure. realistically, okay, that means that Western Michigan would have to beat North Dakota and either Duluth or Denver in the championship game to get the automatic bid. And if they do that, you know, you tip your cap to them, even if. You know, I, you know, with, with too many scenarios for us to play around with to see what happens if they get to the finals of the conference and don't win, that would depend on who else wins and all that other crazy stuff. Uh, just know that they will, they probably will win this week, but know that you in the few, you know, coming into the semifinals and the finals of the NCHC, uh, we will not be rooting for Western Michigan. Uh, even though Jason Allison is one of the best players in the country when he's healthy. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, so if we look, Paul, then from 19 on, um, the only way anybody 19, 20, 21, 22, any of those get in is if they were able to win their tournament. So you're looking at Northeastern. Um, right. Could they win? Well, Notre Dame's out. It. And Notre Dame is out. And right. Bowling Green's still hanging around, but really? No, I don't think so. Uh, uh, they're Providence. hanging around. As long as they're still alive, there's a chance. Yeah, um, but it's a slim Providence, chance. 
always dangerous in the NCAA tournament. Always. They they um, are. Yeah. So um, it, my my point being is yes, anything could happen, but probably and I think that's where that ninety six percent probability comes into play. When you're a twenty two win team, it, you've done something right. I don't care who your opponents are to win twenty two games in the uh, in the NCAA is difficult. So yeah, there you go. Well said. Just root for chalk, and everything goes our way. And in case in case you're not familiar with that term, that means a favorites. So you yes. want to see a Clarkson Cornell final in the ECAC. You want to see uh, Minnesota State uh, win the WCHA. Uh, you know the other games that go on around it would determine whether you would pull for somebody else to be their matchup in the conference championship. Uh, so you're probably looking at this point. Uh, I don't know what winning those other games would do, but obviously you're going to root for Bowling Green this weekend uh, in the NCHC. Uh, I can't imagine anybody beats anybody but North Dakota, Duluth, or, or Denver. Denver comes out of there. Yeah. I mean, if somebody else does, like I said, uh, tip your cap to them, but you want to see those teams win. Uh, if you're talking about Hockey East, the, the the best that you want to see for Hockey East would be, at this point, a Boston College and UMass final uh, because those teams are already ahead of ASU. Yes. So that's what you want to see uh, out of Hockey East. Uh, I don't believe they're in the same the big, side of the brackets, and they're not. The Big Ten? So, well, the Big Ten, Penn State, Penn State Ohio, Ohio State, without yeah, a doubt, easy, right? That's easy squeezy. Yeah, that's easy squeezy. And, and we uh, already they, know those, number 16 – is going to be filled by the Atlantic uh, Conference Championship. So, um, right. and by the way, know, like I said, the 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 Big Ten is is like I said that that was that's the only place going into this weekend where you know for sure what you want to have uh, come out of those games. Absolutely. Okay, so I think we've kind of run that all down, and everything looks. Um, pretty solid. I mean, everybody knows where they stand at this point, and they just have to let the games play out. I know that's what the guys are doing at uh, at Oceanside. They're they're going through their, their practices. They're trying to stay sharp. They're trying to bond. They're trying to keep their minds off of the things that they can't control. But what they can control, Paul, are two things. They, they posted 22 wins, as I mentioned. The right. other thing is they're done playing, right? So, well, they can't gain any more wins or any more momentum. They also can't hurt themselves, right? They can't lose to anybody. They can't have anything like that. So um, I think Arizona State, my gut tells me they're going to be a four seed somewhere. Um, my gut also tells me that we're headed to Worcester. Is that close? Uh, Worcester. Worcester. We're headed to Worcester. Worcester. Do, we, do we got any – if we had some Boston people that followed the show that maybe could – Pipe in on me a little bit. That would be great. Uh, anybody from Boston you, College is great. You know, if we can get uh, anybody I, like them to listen. I promise I have had enough conversations with people from that area to know how it's pronounced. All right. Worcester. 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 So, All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep working on that just in case we end up there. Um, Okay, so we pretty much covered the whole rundown. We know what's going on. We know what Coach Powers' philosophy is. He's going to uh, train the guys, uh, you know, keep them healthy, first of all. 
keep him well-conditioned. He's going to get that alumni game in on the 21st. Then they're going to sit back and they're going to hope that they are one of the teams announced on the 22nd. I believe the group is going back out to the uh, Papago Golf Course again, the home of Arizona State Golf, and, and be out there. Um, and we just wait. We wait and see, right? That's all we can yeah, do at this point. That's all we can do at this point. Um, you know, they've had a couple of chances to, to learn some things about layoffs. Yes, they have. <laughs> over the last year plus. Well, that might be the understatement, my friend. You know, where <laughs> they, you know, between last year waiting for uh, between the, the Minnesota series and playing Quinnipiac in the tournament, um, playing in China and then coming back. Uh, obviously, the big difference there is knowing you're going to play again. Uh, and 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 this time, after the Wisconsin series, uh, knowing that uh, they may or may not play again. So you kind of have to see uh, how they react to this. I'm sure that the, uh, the, the, the exhibition game, uh, however that works out, will definitely be a help because it will help them get their legs back. And, and even though you might mentally be in the game, having not played some sort of competitive game for five weeks, uh, definitely will have an impact on what they do. So uh, I'm glad they were able to at least uh, get this game uh, on the schedule, so to speak, and, and, and go from there because – uh, I, I don't want to see them having gone f- and they'll play somebody that's probably uh, a level higher from them, at least numbers wise, as opposed well, to if last they're, year. If they're a four seed, they're going to get a one through four drop ranking. So you, you can do the math. Oh, right. That I understand one. that. Well, if yeah. they end up in Worcester, they'll be playing. You can assume that they'll be playing Boston college. So yes, yes. Um, you know, now, I don't else, mind you know, that one, Paul. The only the only one that really scares me out of those top four teams is North Dakota. I don't think we match up well with North Dakota. I know we lost to Minnesota State. I don't think we match up that great with them either. I'm not sure about Cornell. I think we learned something about Cornell, but um, North Dakota is just. I mean, I mean that's that's Wisconsin 2.0 if you want to with the speed and the uh, and the agility and the goal scorers and you know I mean. That could become a track meet if ASU got into that, and I don't think we want to see a track meet in the NCAA tournament against North Dakota. So let's keep. Well, our I don't know. Our, our our buddy Greg let's, Cameron liked that seven to six game. I mean, maybe not the end result. But <coughs> excuse me. He he loved seeing that seven to six score that Friday. Night. I, I know he did. Uh, I know he did. <laughs> I don't want to see that. And and, I, and here's the thing. I don't think that's going to happen for ASU, and here's why. Because North Dakota is going to be the top seed more than likely, and they're going to draw the number 16 seed, which is going to be Quinnipiac. And uh, uh, that's more than likely the way it's going to – or not Quinnipiac, I'm sorry, um, the Atlantic winner, which is either right, uh, which whoever. Right now it could be <laughs> Sacred Heart. Um, Sacred Heart is actually uh, in the mid – is actually 22 in the pairwise. So they right. have had uh, – a really, really good season. Uh, they came out of nowhere uh, to 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 uh, finish that high. Um, you could see uh, any number of teams c- 
coming out of that conference, uh, they, they, they usually have a pretty competitive and sacred heart. Isn't even the top seed, uh, in their, in their conference tournament. That's American international, even though sacred heart is higher ranked in the pairwise. Uh, right. They're not in their own know. conference. Yeah. But, I you get know, it. Hey, listen, that's the way numbers work. You know, uh, right. be playing at home, uh, air force is going up to RIT. Uh, I don't think they're gonna have any fans in those build in that building. Really? I, I'm not. Or I might. Maybe I have. Maybe it's one of the ECAC games that, or the ECAC games that are gonna not have. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think that's Harvard against uh, RPI. That's not gonna have any people in the building because of the virus situation. But oh uh, goodness, you know, uh, Niagara has to go play at Army. Uh, Bentley. That'll be tough. Yeah, always going to be tough. Uh, uh, Bentley will be at American International. Like I said, they're the one seed. They won the regular season. But Sacred Heart is listed higher in the pairwise. And the other matchup is Air Force and RIT. And Air Force always scares somebody. They yes, they always do. scare somebody in, in the postseason. And I'm, you know, could it be this? Could this be the year they don't? Sure, but you know, hey. Well, and uh, I, hey, I saw I saw Army play in Vegas at holiday time, and uh, the Army is no slouch. I mean, they had Providence there, and and other teams that Ohio State was there. Um, they uh, they're pretty solid, so don't listen. sleep on Army. My my friend and our friend Greg Cameron, I was told me don't sleep on Army. He told me that in September, and uh, don't sleep on Army. Just leave it like that. You can't sleep on any of those service on a service academy team in any sport because they won't stop until the game's over. So, yep, that is a fact. You know. Okay, um, let's do a little bit of housekeeping here before we uh, close things out for the night. Um, because of our NHL teams both playing last night, the uh, professional hockey Southwest Weekly podcast will start in about mm, twenty minutes or so. So join okay. uh, Seth Askelson and myself as we uh, relive that. We're down to the Dirty Dozen, Paul. There's a, the Dirty Dozen games, I'm calling them, for the Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights here in the NHL and the Desert Southwest. Um, it, it's going to come right down to the very end, folks. And uh, right now the Golden Knights are playing pretty well and have a pretty good position and stronghold on the uh, Pacific Division. But look out for uh, – for Edmonton, look out for Calgary. The Coyotes still in it, but uh, they need to do some magic, and they have a lot of home games to do it in. So we'll uh, we'll talk that hockey when we're done. We also have Club Hockey Southwest Weekly coming up tomorrow night, uh, where Stephen Marsh and I will break down uh, one more time. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, well. The, that um, tournament is this weekend, no? Or is it next uh, weekend? That's next weekend, the NCAA oh, okay. or the uh, ACHA tournament. Yep, out in Frisco, okay. Texas. That'll have three teams from the Desert Southwest. So that'll be interesting. That tournament, one of the toughest. Coach Power says that's the toughest tournament to win in his yeah, estimation. You got to win because, five games in, in six nights or four games in five nights when you're not used correct. to playing that many games. That's hard. That's yep, hard. Ab absolutely. So uh, you and I will be back next Tuesday night, 6 30. Uh, Arizona time, 9.30 right. out on the uh, East Coast. Uh, did I get right. that right? Yeah, Look you got me. it that time. Good job. Look at me. Pat, pat myself on the back. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> All right. So we'll be back next week to, uh, to talk college hockey NCAA style with you as we get one more week closer. Paul and I will have a much better look at, at what things yeah, uh, I think, look like uh, you know, after this yeah, weekend, I, right? Yeah, I, I don't think there's – I think without question – uh, we will have a much more definitive idea of how the Sun Devil season is going to end up, whether it be uh, with an extra game or two uh, yet to play, or whether or not uh, they, you know, go home and set up for next year. Uh, we'll should have a better idea come the end of this weekend. So by the next time we talk. Uh, most of the conference tournaments will either be in the semifinals or the finals. And, you know, the, the, the final real movement uh, should take place this weekend if there is any. And we'll know from there. All right. So we got a couple of minutes. Uh, the, the final thing that I want to throw out there is uh, the Hobie Baker voting had, was completed yesterday uh, on the 9th, right? Yeah, yesterday. Um, okay. So we had three guys in the running. I know I didn't see the final numbers, but Brinson Pashnik was hanging close, if not in the third spot in the uh, the fan voting, which is pretty cool to get a kid from yeah. uh, from uh, Bonneville, Alberta, and playing at Arizona State to get that far up the ladder. Johnny now, Walker, listen, of course, was also a nominee. 10, right? right, Johnny Walker was also a nominee, and so was uh, James Sanchez. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if. Either one of those two are back in the running again next year. And uh, the final thing I want to touch on before I let you close things out by thanking our sponsors is um, Coach Powers alluded to something a couple of weeks ago when we visited. He said, I don't anticipate anybody leaving our program early. He said, anything could happen, but I don't believe that's going to happen. If that's the case, Sun Devil fans, Get your tickets now because next season, in my estimation, is going to be the best yet. All right, Paul, take it away. All right, well, College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. By College Bar and Grill, our bigger and better location on 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila for the best margaritas and more. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. People's Choice award-winning tastes for lunch or before the game. By Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community for over 25 years. Uh, Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Junior Sun Devils, as well as the uh, NCAA Sun Devils and more. By OxyPow, the natural way to clean and deodorize your office or equipment. By M-Drive, it's all about energy, stamina, recovery. Go to mdriveformen.com and use the promo code ITHSW at checkout for 20% off your order. Buy the Ice Den Chandler in Ice Den Scottsdale. Practice home of the Arizona Coyotes in Scottsdale and Chandler, the home of the Coyotes Youth Development Program. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right. Very well done, my friend. You have got this down. Um, that education, folks, came from Arizona State. And the, yes, uh, it did. The way back broadcasting up at Blaze Radio. Am I right about that? Uh, it wasn't Blaze Radio back then, but that's what it is now. So, All right, folks. Yeah. For Scott Strandy out here in Scottsdale, Paul Hornstein on Long Island. 
Have a great week. Follow along with all of us on the uh, website, www.icetimehockeysw.com. Join our social media pages at IcetimeSW. Paul and I will be back next week with another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Let's let Roger Klein play us a little De Niro and play us out. Good night, Paul. Good night. Good night.